What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my week one wide receiver start sits. If you missed it yesterday, I went through my week one running back start sits. So go check that one out after this one, if you haven't seen it already, but for my start sit videos, I just, you know, don't focus on a few players. I'm going to dive into every single week one matchup. So all 16 games, I'm going to be talking about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, and I'm going to be listing them as either a start, a fringe option, or a sit. The starts, these are players that I feel very confident with in my lineup. I feel good slotting them in to be my wide receiver one or my wide receiver two. The fringe options, maybe I don't love them in my lineup, but I think they're solid, you know, decent flex options for this week. And then sits, you know, pretty self-explanatory here. These are players that I'd prefer to keep on my bench. I think week one is always very interesting for the start sits. We don't know exactly how things are going to shake out. Um, you know, there may be some players I really like long-term, but maybe I don't love them as much here in week one. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And let's just dive right into it. So we're going to be starting off with the first game of the week. We have the Chiefs taking on the Lions and starting off here with the Lions. Um, this is just going to be like a one wide receiver team, pretty much. I'm on Rossing Brown. He's a locked in start. I don't really think anyone else on this team is going to be fantasy relevant at the wide receiver position. I guess you could throw JMO in there once he is um, off of his suspension. But right now, this is Amon Ra, and he is very clearly a start. Then on the other side with the Chiefs, I have Sky Moore listed as a fringe option, and then I'm going to be sitting the rest of these wide receivers. I do think this Chiefs wide receiver room is pretty up in the air. I think that if everyone is healthy, their top three would be Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and MVS. Kadarius Tony is back at practice, but I don't think there's any guarantee he's going to be playing Thursday, or even if he does play, that he's going to have like 100% of his role. He really has struggled to stay on the field, and he's also struggled that even when he is on the field, he's not a guy who has a crazy high route participation. So if I had to choose one wide receiver to roster from this Chiefs team, it would be Sky Moore. Heading into a second season, I do think he can have a nice year two breakout here. Looking at this matchup here for the Chiefs, they are number one in implied points, and they're also going up against the Lions, who have allowed the uh, third most fantasy points to wide receivers last season in 2022. So a pretty strong matchup. Someone is going to produce from this wide receiver room. If I had to make a bet, it would be on Sky Moore, which is why I have him as like a fringe option here. Now moving over to the Sunday slate of games, we have the Panthers taking on the Falcons. Not a super exciting matchup at the wide receiver position. For the Panthers, I don't feel confident starting any of these guys, whether it's Thielen, Mingo, or DJ Chark, if he is healthy. They're all going to be sits for me. Pretty low on Adam Thielen. I just think we're at the point of his career where he's kind of fallen off. I don't think he's going to be super fantasy relevant. If I had to roster one wide receiver here, it would pretty easily be Mingo. You're just kind of taking the, you know, the shot on the rookie wide receiver, hoping he breaks out. But in week one, I would definitely just be avoiding this wide receiver room altogether. Looking at the Falcons, I do have Drake London as a start here. I am pretty high on Drake London heading into this season. He's a guy who just is going to need competent quarterback play to give you really solid production. He doesn't need Desmond Ritter to be great. He just needs him to not be terrible like Mariota was last season. So I do think Drake London's a solid like fringe wide receiver to start here in week one. In the next matchup, we have the Texans taking on the Ravens. And I'm actually going to have no starts and no fringe options in this matchup. Starting off with the Texans, if I were to roster a wide receiver from this team, it would be Nico Collins. 
But week one, like you're probably drafting Nico Collins as like your wide receiver five, your wide receiver six. I would hope you have better options. So he will be a sit for me. And then for the Ravens, I'm very interested in all three of these Ravens wide receivers in terms of like season long, you know, throughout the season, very high on Zay Flowers, very high on Rashad Bateman, not as high on uh, OBJ, but I still think, you know, he is kind of interesting for fantasy, but I just don't really want any of these guys in my lineup here in week one. I'd rather, you know, just kind of see how week one plays out. How does this offense look? What's the playing time looking like? Is it OBJ and Bateman in two wide receiver sets? Is it OBJ and Flowers? Is it Flowers and Bateman? You know, there are still some questions that need to be answered with this wide receiver room. Looking at this matchup with the Texans, the Ravens are double digit favorites. They should have a lot of success on the ground. We saw the Texans just get shredded, you know, by opposing running backs last season. So I don't even think this is going to be like a crazy great matchup for these wide receivers. So that's why I'm kind of just willing to wait wait and see, see how it plays out. And I would definitely not be surprised if I have one, two, maybe even three of these guys listed as like fringe options or better heading into week two. But week one would hope there are better options out there. If you're forced to start one of these guys, like I don't think it's the end of the world, but you know, my preference would be to kind of just wait and see it for a week. Uh, moving over to the next game, we have the Bengals taking on the Browns. For the Bengals here, I think it's pretty obvious. You're firing up Jamar Chase easily, and you're also going to be firing up T. Higgins as a solid like fringe wide receiver one. I will be sitting Tyler Boyd. I think Boyd becomes interesting if one of these top two go down, but I don't think he's someone you want to rely on for like week-to-week production. Then for the Browns, I think Amari Cooper is a pretty clear start. I went back and forth on Elijah Moore for whether or not I was going to put him as a fringe option or a sit. I ended up going with a sit for Elijah Moore. I do think you could argue a fringe play. I just think in week one, you probably drafted him as like your wide receiver four, your wide receiver five. Um, if he went super heavy at other positions, maybe he's like your wide receiver three. But I do think we're in a spot here with Elijah Moore where I really like him throughout the season. I do think he's going to break out, be the clear wide receiver two on this team. If Deshaun Watson bounces back, I think Elijah Moore is going to be a great option this season. But I would just rather see it for a week. So I did end up going with a sit with Elijah Moore and then Donovan Peoples-Jones also going to be a sit for me. We have the Jaguars taking on the Colts up next, and I am very high on Calvin Ridley. This is not a situation where I'm going to need to see him play a game first. He's like a, you know, fringe wide receiver one in my rankings. So I'm firing him up as a start. I have Christian Kirk as a fringe option. I think he's a really nice flex play. If you went heavy at other positions and he's your wide receiver too, I also don't think that's too bad. Um, I just think he's a little bit capped in terms of his ceiling. Since I am very high on Ridley, I do think he's going to be their clear-cut wide receiver one. Christian Kirk, you know, maybe his ceiling is a little bit limited. Also have Zay Jones there, who is a very competent receiver. And then Evan Ingram thrown in there also. There's a lot of weapons on this team. So Christian Kirk is going to be a fringe play. And then sitting Zay Jones. On the other side with Colts, I went back and forth with Michael Pittman um, as a start and a fringe option. Ended up settling with him as a fringe play. I just think first week, Anthony Richardson making his NFL debut. We'll just see how that goes. Um, you know, maybe he struggles a little bit early on, which obviously could hurt Michael Pittman. So not someone who I'm overly excited to throw into my lineup, but I think if he's your flex option, wide receiver two, three, like I think you're fine. And then going to be sitting Alec Pierce and Josh Downs. I really liked Josh Downs as a prospect. I think he's interesting throughout the season. We'll see if he's able to break out, but definitely not someone who, you know, should be played here in week one. 
moving over to the Buccaneers taking on the Vikings. I think this is a pretty interesting matchup overall. Starting off with the Vikings here, I ended up listing both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as starts. You know, it's been pretty widely talked about that both of these guys have taken massive hits in their redraft value after Brady retired. Like if Brady returned for this season, both these dudes would probably be getting drafted as top 12 guys at worst, like high-end wide receiver twos, but you go from Brady to Baker Mayfield, definitely a fall off. But I think if you drafted these guys, this is a matchup that you have to feel pretty good about. The Vikings allowed the second most points per game to wide receivers last season. They were in a ton of shootouts. If the Bucks end up struggling to put up points in this game, it may end up being a rough season. But I do think if you drafted these guys, this is definitely the spot where you should feel comfortable throwing them into your lineup. And then on the other side with the Vikings, obviously Justin Jefferson, my wide receiver one. You're clearly starting him, you know, every single week locked in. And then looking at their other two wide receivers, Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne, I'm very in on Jordan Addison this season. I think I had him as a top 36 wide receiver in my rankings, but I would just kind of temper my expectations early on. Not a huge fan of him here in week one. I wouldn't be surprised if he started off playing behind KJ Osborne. We saw um, Jordan Addison playing the preseason, which makes sense because he's a rookie, but I do not believe we saw KJ Osborne play, which might mean he's lined up as like the wide receiver two to start off the season. These rookie wide receivers are typically bets that are going to pay off in the back half of the season. So if you drafted Jordan Addison and he doesn't, you know, have great usage or put up great production early on, I wouldn't panic. I think he's definitely more of a long-term play, but someone who I'd prefer to keep on my bench early on until we start to see him kind of break out there. And then also going to be sitting KJ Osborne, even if he's operating as the wide receiver too. I just don't know if he's talented enough to really kind of take advantage of that role. Moving over to the Titans taking on the Saints. I think this Titans wide receiver room is very interesting. I think D-Hop is someone you fire up as a start. Not overly high on DeAndre Hopkins this season, but I still think he's very startable. I really like Traylon Burks. I think he's going to have a nice year two breakout here. I do have him as a sit. He's back at practice. Not sure if he's going to end up suiting up for this game. Even if he plays, I would just kind of rather wait and see, you know, make sure he's back to 100%, and then we can, you know, kind of reevaluate heading into week two. On the other side with the Saints, I have Chris Olave locked in as a start, and then I have Michael Thomas as a fringe option. I think you could argue him as a sit or a fringe option. The way that I look at it is that if you have a healthy Michael Thomas, I think he's someone that you can throw into your lineup. Obviously, the concern here is whether or not he's going to be able to stay healthy, but if he's heading into week one healthy, I think he's definitely someone you could throw into your flex spot. And then I'm going to be sitting their uh, wide receiver three, Rashid Shahid. Moving over to the 49ers, taking on the Steelers. For the 49ers, definitely going to be firing up Debo Samuel as a start. I am lower on Debo than consensus, but I still think he's definitely startable. Probably a little bit lower on Brandon Ayuk also. I have him as a fringe play. I know some people really, really love Brandon Ayuk, and I'm not like anti-Ayuk as a player. I actually think he's like a much better player than where I have him ranked for fantasy. There are just a lot of mouths to feed in this offense. Debo, Ayuk, CMC, George Kittle, a lot of weapons, you know, a lot of mouths to feed. There's going to be a lot of touches kind of dispersed throughout this offense. And I just don't love relying on Brandon Ayuk week to week. I think Ayuk's upside comes in if some injuries come into play. If Debo goes down, Ayuk's value shoots up. I think even if a guy like Kittle goes down, CMC goes down, 
injuries to this offense are going to benefit Brandon Ayuk, obviously barring like Purdy, the quarterback position going down. But I think week one, you know, fringe option, flex, I think he's solid, but I don't have him as like a locked in start where I'm feeling fantastic. On the other side with the Steelers, Deontay Johnson is going to be a start for me. I'm very high on Deontay. I think he's going to retain that wide receiver one spot. And if Kenny Pickett takes a leap, I think Deontay Johnson can bounce back into like that top 20 wide receiver territory. Um, I also have George Pickens here as a fringe play, probably a little bit lower on Pickens than consensus. I know some people think he's going to overtake Deontay Johnson. I can't get there, but I still think he'll be a decent flex option for you this season and could build throughout the year. And then sitting Allen Robinson, just not a player I'm super interested in for fantasy. I kind of feel like he's a little bit cooked at this point. Um, In the next game, we have the Cardinals taking on the Commanders. Kind of a gross matchup here, you know, in general. But uh, starting off with the Cardinals, I have Marquise Brown as a fringe play. We still do not know who the quarterback is going to be for this team. They cut Colt McCoy. Don't really know what's going on with Kyler, but Kyler's definitely not starting this one. So Marquise Brown is going to be a fringe play. I think he's their clear-cut wide receiver one, but you know, you just can't feel confident in this offense. I think they have one of, if not the lowest implied uh, total points. So not a great look here for the Cardinals. On the other side with the Commanders, not really sure what's going on here with Terry McLaurin. It seems still like it's up in the air whether or not he's going to play in week one. I'll say that if Terry McLaurin misses, Jahan Dotson is like a locked in start for me. I think he's a great play. If McLaurin is active and it looks like he's 100%, no limitations, I'd have Terry as a start. Jahan Dotson probably would get bumped down to like a fringe play. If Terry's in some weird kind of like in-between situation where he's potentially limited, then that's just a, you know, a situation we're going to have to evaluate um, closer to game day. But right now, you know, I like Jahan Dotson if McLaurin is out, if McLaurin is good to go, really like McLaurin. And then I still think Jahan Dotson is like playable in your flex. Um, going to be sitting Curtis Samuel regardless. Then moving over to a divisional matchup here between the Packers and the Bears. I just have these two wide receiver ones as starts. Christian Watson, very high on him heading into year two. Fire him up uh, for the Bears, starting DJ Moore, and then sitting Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Broncos. For the Raiders here, obviously you're firing up Devontae Adams. I think Jacoby Myers is someone who could be interesting throughout the season once we start to have some you know, more injuries, bye weeks, all of that stuff. But in week one, like I'd hope you have a better option over Jacoby Myers and then also going to be sitting Hunter Renfro. For the Broncos here, it does not look like Jerry Judy is going to be ready for week one. Some people may have thought that Judy injury would just automatically, you know, leap Cortland Sutton up to a locked in start. That's just not really how I view wide receivers. It's very different than the running back position. You can't just be handed volume as a wide receiver. You have to earn it. Not saying Cortland Sutton can't do that, but there was a reason why people were so much higher on Jerry Judy compared to Cortland Sutton. So I think Sutton's going to be a fringe option for me. I think he's a very nice flex. Um, If you're like someone who had Judy and maybe also Sutton, like I think he's a solid play. But it's not like I'm expecting Sutton to just come in and give you like locked in top 20 wide receiver production. I think we have to wait and see. I have Marvin Mims as a sit, 
but I do think Marvin Mims is very interesting. If he's not rostered in your league, he's someone I would definitely be looking into. I really liked him as a prospect. Um, he was kind of stepping into a very crowded wide receiver room when you had Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, all those guys are healthy. Now Tim Patrick out for the season, Hamler I believe was released, and now Judy injured. So that depth chart completely opened up for Marvin Mims, and he may be able to make an impact very early on in the season. In the next game, we have probably one of the more intriguing matchups of the week, the Dolphins taking on the Chargers, and I have four total starts in this matchup, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell locked in every single week, and then I also think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are also very strong plays as like wide receiver twos. Um, Quinton Johnston is a guy I'm very interested in, like season long for fantasy. Same thing I've talked about with some of these other rookies, but I would not be surprised if he plays as like the wide receiver four in this game. I don't even know if he's going to be in there on three wide receiver sets. We'll wait and see. I definitely think Quinton Johnston is more of a long-term play. Another guy who in the back half of the season, that's kind of where you're looking for him to really break out. In the next game, we have the Eagles taking on the Patriots, kind of a tale of two different wide receiver rooms. For the Eagles, you're obviously firing up A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, both great options. And then for the Patriots, I think Juju is someone who could become like a fringe option week to week. But in week one, you know, with no bye weeks, limited injuries, I would hope you have a better option, you know, two, three better wide receivers than Juju. So then also going to be sitting Devonta Parker and Kendrick Bourne. Then we have the Rams taking on the Seahawks. And for the Rams here, Cooper Cup's status for week one seems to be up in the air. If he's active, he's someone I'm going to fire up as a strong start. And then if Cooper Cup does not play, this is not a spot where I'm like considering Van Jefferson or Ben Skoranek because they're going to, you know, take over Cooper Cup's work. If Cup is out, this offense is probably going to be pretty miserable. And I'm just not interested in starting Van Jefferson or Ben Skoranek. On the other side with the Seahawks, a very stacked wide receiver room. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, love these guys as week-to-week starts. And then I have JSN as a fringe option. He's back at practice after his wrist injury, so it seems possible that he could play in this game. That's why I have him as a fringe option. Maybe he's limited. Maybe he doesn't even end up giving it a go. But another player who is someone who you know is going to probably pay off in the back half of the season, similar to Jordan Addison, uh, Quinton Johnston, guys like that. But I still think he you know can be a solid producer in Week One. I just think you know the peak is going to be later on in the year. I believe this is the Sunday night game, the Cowboys taking on the Giants. For the Cowboys, I think CeeDee Lamb, pretty obvious, locked in as a start. I think Brandon Cooks is an interesting fringe option. We'll see how he kind of looks, you know, with the Cowboys in his first year here. But I think he's a decent flex play. Um, You know, maybe have a better option week one. That's also cool. Uh, But he's going to be a fringe for me. And then sitting Michael Gallup. It'll be interesting to see what Michael Gallup looks like a year removed from the ACL, but I do think right now he's going to be slotting in as their number three. On the other side with the Giants, this is a wide receiver room that is pretty all over the place. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt. You can throw Sterling Shepard in there. Um, Also Wondell Robinson, but I do not believe he's back from his uh, ACL tear. So we'll see how this wide receiver room shakes out. I believe the top three right now are Hodgins, Slayton, Campbell. Jalen Hyatt probably gets in there sometime later in the season. But week one, you know, I hope you do not have to rely on any of these guys in your lineup. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Bills taking on the Jets. I'm just going to be firing up both of these teams' wide receiver ones as starts and then sit in the rest. So Stephon Diggs locked in. 
Some people may like Gabe Davis. For me, you look at Gabe Davis, he's very boomer bust, and he's a lot more bust than boomer if we're being honest here. And so week one with no bye weeks, I would hope you have like three better wide receivers than Gabe Davis. Or even if you don't have like three better ones, you have better options at other positions to throw into your flex over him. And then for the Jets, Garrett Wilson, you know, locked in wide receiver one for me, sitting Al Lazard. There's this probably going to be, you know, common theme throughout the season where I'm just looking at Garrett Wilson in terms of this uh, Jets wide receiver room, unless they go out and end up making a move somewhere else. But um, that's going to wrap it up for my wide receiver start sits. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't seen the running backs, go check that out. Um, And then if you guys are interested, the quarterbacks and tight ends, those videos will be out tomorrow. I'll also be going through my uh, running back rankings and my wide receiver rankings for week one. That'll be, you know, closer to the Thursday night game. But that's going to wrap it up for uh, me here in this video. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.